Benny and Josh Safdie have officially split up creatively. Wonka is still number one at the box office, and the Golden Globes are tonight. Let's get into this week's movie news on Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. James and I are in separate continents, but we're still recording this all the way in England. I'm out here working on a a friend's movie, and it's been a a crazy and fun weekend so far. And it's been grueling and exhausting and been the the mud mud in the rain the last two and a half days, but it's been super fun. And we start shooting on Monday, but we got to get to this news because there's some interesting things. I just looked at the document. I've been working all day. No, yeah, yeah. There's not putting all the facts together, Anthony. It's so sweet of you. We love facts here. Now let's start. Let's start off with the box office. So Wonka, yet again, for its fifth week, is on top of the box office at number one with 15 million. It's closing in on 200 million dollars domestically with 165 right now, and it just crossed 400 million dollars globally and is about to surpass Dune's box office. I knew it was going to be a hit. I knew it, man. Better than Dune. Although, Dune came out in a weird time. Post-COVID, you know. Yeah. It was a tough time. Tough times for Dune. I was not expecting this from Wonka, so it's just still at number one. It came out at the perfect time. They, they, they chose the right date for this movie. And then in second place, the new Blumhouse horror film, Night Swim, came out on second in its debut weekend with $12.5 million. This is... From the same filmmakers behind and producers behind Megan and Five Nights at Freddy's, so it's a PG thirteen horror movie. I've seen. I'm telling you, they've they've just turned that into a money making machine. They've created their own horror genre with the PG thirteen right now. I feel like. Although this seems to be the poorest received that they've done so far, because I'm seeing nothing but horrible reactions to this film. And I thought I always thought the trailer looked absolutely terrible. You mean and the demon hiding in the pool? The haunted swimming pool. <laughs> uh, but everyone I know who's seen this film, the reactions are very poor. So I'm not going to be putting this on my watch list. I will not be going to the theaters to see this. I don't know about you. Definitely not. Next up, we have a more family-friendly movie, Migration, in third place with $11 million. It's closing in on a lucrative $100 million. Probably in two weeks, it'll hit $100. And then this Aqu- one's got legs. Yeah, it's got it. Aquaman 2 came in fourth place in its second full weekend, third full weekend with a $10 million weekend, and it's only at $99 million domestically right now. That's so bad. So they're probably going to hit about about 120, 130 domestically for the total box office run of this film because its its fins have slowed down. (laughs) That's going to be one of the worst comic book box offices in recent memory, right? It's it's worse than the Flash, yeah, and I didn't think you could get worse than the Flash, honestly. Worse than Captain. Well, the Marvels was worse than the Flash. Oh yeah, the Marvels was worse than the Flash. Yeah, the trend, the downward trend is just it's very real. It's very real. And then surprisingly, George Clooney's film The Boys in the Boat has had some legs this Oscar season with six point five million in its third weekend, and it's at thirty one thirty four million dollars for its domestic total. So it's already a profitable film. So. People love sports movies. I've been meaning to see that one. I want to see, see it. It got good reactions so far, so I, I'm adding it to my watch list. But yeah, very good. Percent on Tomatoes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's got a 7.5 on IMDb, I think. So people are really liking it. And then to round out the box office, we have the Color Purple with a four million dollar weekend uh, in sixth place, and it is closing in on 55 million dollars for its domestic total run so far. That's it for the box office. Yeah, they all popped. 
Although I'm not sure Mean Girls will pop. <laughs> All right. Well, top stories right now. Golden Globes are tonight, 5 oh, yeah. p.m. Pacific Standard Time on CBS Paramount Plus. Presenters include our Boston boys, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. They're going to be announcing together. I hope so. Is, are they going to? Yeah, together. Dua Lipa, Michelle Yeoh, Shamik Moore, Oprah Winfrey, Orlando Bloom, Orlando Bloom <laughs> Hugh Daniel Kaluuya, Jodie Foster, and many more. I won't be tuning in because I'll be busy, but I'm sure a lot of y'all will. Yeah, so again, it's going to be airing on CBS at 5 p.m. Pacific time and also on Paramount Plus if you have Paramount Plus. And just a real quick list of some of the nominees. So for Best Picture, the films up for Best Picture are, are Killers of the Flower Moon, Anatomy of a Fall, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and The Zone of Interest. And then for Best Actor, we got... Kelly Murphy, obviously, Andrew Scott, Barry Keoghan, Coop, Bradley Cooper, DiCaprio, Coleman Domingo, Best Actress, Lily Gladstone, Sandra Huller, Greta Lee, Carrie Mulligan, Annette Bedding, Kaylee Spaney. I made a list of some of my selections for predictions for the award ceremony. And then Best Director, I mean, I don't even think there's even a point in listing off who it is because it's going to be Chris Nolan taking home the trophy, honestly. <laughs> so I can't wait to see him finally pick up this long-awaited trophy. Other nominees are Bradley Cooper, Celine Song, Greta Gerwig, Yorgos Lanthimos, and Mari Scorsese. So I can't wait to see the Golden Globes and see our guy finally walk away with some golden hand. Don't jinx it, Anthony. Do not jinx it, okay? Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. That's now, just... what is this Warner Brothers Ready-verse? So the Oasis is happening. So Warner Brothers... Connected to Metaverse? Yeah. Uh, not really. It's its own Metaverse. So it's not has nothing to do with Zuckerberg and, and Meta. So Warner Brothers and the the company Readyverse Studios, which is co-founded by Ready Player One author Ernest Klein and producer Dan Farah, and Warner Brothers owns the rights to the to the to the novel. That's why they made the film. So their company is partnering with Warner Brothers Discovery to bring a version of the Oasis to the metaverse in 2024. And so there's very few details out right now, but they're basically describing this as a multi-world, multi-IP, interoperable open metaverse experience so you'll be able to enjoy your favorite movies television shows games what have you through this new oasis kind of place that they're calling the readyverse interesting scary but also it's bound to happen with the yeah. new technology and obviously this is setting up for when people are going to be using headsets and vr headsets in every living room it's going to probably be a reality in the next five to ten years and it's pretty interesting it's the evolution of entertainment in a way. The author of Ready Player One who creates this dystopian world of technology is sort of a, a, a refuge from it all. And now he's being a part of that <laughs> refuge. Is it, He's like forcing it on us after creating it. In he the saw all the zeros, the potential with all those zeros. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I mean, this is inevitable. Every I feel like this is going to be the next adaptation evolution of technology in terms of you know, we're looking. We're using apps to watch movies and TV shows, or we're playing games on consoles. This is the next evolution where it's complete, completely digitized, where we're not using a television to watch anything or a game console to play a game. We're actually going to be in a verse, in digital media, actually interacting with it that way. It seems to make sense for the way things right, are. It's pretty wild. Advancement of technology. Now, this is the funniest story of the week from Christopher Nolan. So Christopher Nolan has obviously been doing press. He's doing the Oscar season tour, and he brought up an anecdote. So apparently Christopher Nolan does Peloton, and he does Peloton classes. You know, you can just, like, download it. You can go into a live class, and it'll be, like, an a fitness instructor. And you can play. You can do that 
fitness class from anywhere in the world. Um, so Chris Nolan does that for his workouts. And he said that when he was in a class, the instructor started started bashing Tenet. And so... <laughs> started bashing it? Started, she started bashing Tenet. So here, I, here's what happened. This is a, Someone found the clip from the Peloton class and put it online. So it's online now. So this is what she said. Like, this is during class... And she goes, I quote, this song from is from a soundtrack called a movie called Tenet. Anybody see this shit? Did anybody see this besides me? Now, mind you, Chris Nolan's doing the class right now in, in his home. And she kept saying, because I need a manual. Someone's got to explain this to me. Yeah, I'm not kidding. What the fuck was going on in that movie? Do you understand anything? Seriously, you need to be a neuroscientist to understand this. And that's two and a half hours of my life that I want back. And then... <laughs> So Chris Nolan just shared this as a fun anecdote, and it's just been spread online. And then she's the the actual instructor. Her name's her last name's Sherman. She actually spoke out on Instagram, made a an Instagram video to like clear the air because like she just got bashed online. Obviously, Un- unfortunately, he, he, for him, he was just telling a funny story. I, I I'm sure he didn't understand the repercussions of like people attacking her online. So she made a she made a really great video saying, "I'm up on the platform teaching my little class, and I'm mouthing off like that." That's just kind of what I do. It was a random comment, and I'd seen the movie night, the night before. I had no idea that the actual director of this movie would be in that class online. But, yeah, that's what happened. It seems like something that would happen to me. And then she finished her video with a message for Chris Nolan saying, I may not have understood a minute of what the hell was going on in Tenet. That shit went right over my head, but I have seen Oppenheimer twice. And that's six hours of my life that I don't ever want to give back. So, Mr. Nolan, I'm, giving, I'm inviting you to my class. Come take a ride with me in the Peloton studio. You can critique my class. We'll have a great time. You'll sit in the front row, and I promise you it'll be insult-free. So it was a, it was a fun little response. Ridiculous story. The idea of, of Nolan on a Peloton is just – Yeah. <laughs> you got to watch the video after this. It's really funny. She just started shitting on it. It's so funny. <laughs> All right. There is some drama now. What yes. is this? Benny and Josh Safdie have officially split up creatively. I know we've been wondering why they're not working yes. together. We talked about it last week. Yeah. But I didn't think it was going to be a creative split. Do you have any information on this? So this is actually coming directly from Benny Safdie, who said that they they both want to pursue different things. They want to have different career trajectories, and they have different projects they want to work on. And it doesn't seem like the the collaboration isn't quite right anymore for what they both want to do. They both want to just do very different projects. And Safdie's having a great acting career. Uh, Benny's having a great acting career. Uh, coming up right now too so I'm sure he wants to focus that for about half of his time plus he just worked on The Curse with Nathan Fielder so he's busy doing that unfortunately this is actually probably gonna put a big break and pause on the upcoming Adam Sandler film they were working on so it was previously announced this year that they were working on another collaboration with Adam Sandler following up Uncut Gems with both of them directing and writing however that's Project Anthony Uncut jobs. Uncut jobs. <laughs> How could I forget? So that project, unfortunately, is put on pause and hiatus for the moment. So we're not sure what's going to go, what's going to happen with that project. Obviously, Benny Safdie just announced his next film is going to be with Dwayne The Rock Johnson in a UFC MMA movie. However, Josh Safdie, we're not sure what he's going to be doing next right now because the Adam Sandler project was his previous project. Yeah, he's directing that MMA movie with The Rock. So, mm-hmm. man, well, it doesn't seem like a. Like a brotherly split, like, oh my god, I hate you, I can't stand you. No, yeah, it's they're going in different directions. Benny's just such a huge in-demand actor right now. I mean, I don't blame him for wanting to pursue that as well as Josh pursuing directing by himself. So 
it seems like maybe it was inevitable. And not everyone has to be the Coen brothers, just if they're a pair of filmmakers, you know what I mean? And the Coens even just made films on their own too, but... Um, it, I, and a lot of people were saying online, well, if we're finally going to see who has the ju- who really had the juice all along. I don't think so. I think they're both brilliant. So I think both of them, independent directing careers, are going to be fantastic. And I'm not sure it'll be fair to compare. I don't think I don't want the last thing I want to do is compare their movies as they come out. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Well, even we don't even know if Benny will continue to direct movies. He's, he might just act for a while. No, Benny's making that movie with The Rock. Oh, he's making the Benny. Yeah, he's the making Rock? that. Josh, Josh doesn't have. No, so Josh's next film was going to be the Adam Sandler movie, but that stopped now. Oh, maybe he's yeah. pissed now. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's Hollywood. Things, projects fall apart all the time. There's a million movies that never got made that were in development, you know? That's a good point. the way it is. All right, Jordan uh, Peele made a comment about his next movie. So he, he, he says he's been working on his new idea, and he's more excited for it than anything he's done before. And he said that if he gets it right, it'll be the best thing he's ever done. And he ever he he did say, however, that it was rough during the strike because he wasn't allowed to write, and so he didn't do any writing during the writer strike whatsoever. But then, since it ended, he's just been in full gear writing on that project again. Do you think every writer really stopped writing? Do you or do you think no, no way, no way? <laughs> I mean, independently, I mean, I'm sure maybe this is what everyone says. You have to say the right things. I just think it's. I mean, there were jokes. And people were like, basically having business meetings in the in the strike areas. Like they're like talking about collaborating while holding the picket signs, just from what I heard. So I think that's just, just uh, for the, for the media and for the news, you get to say the right thing. But I, I mean, I think it's ridiculous to think that a writer didn't at least write a couple of things down for eight months straight. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's also like they can't stop you from thinking about things. You know, <laughs> come police your notebooks. Yeah, exactly. Can't write a grocery list down. Like, what's going on? Yeah, for real. So, I I think that definitely writers were doing some stuff. Obviously, um, that was. I guess that's against the rule for them at the moment. But I don't think that's that big a deal that they did. Anyone did independent writing just in their free time on their own at home. All right, we got three new trailers, right? So we got uh, the first full leg trailer for the first Omen, or Omen Origins. (laughs) (laughs) So last month. Uh, I think it's Warner Brothers. They released a little teaser of the the nun inside of the church, and that was it. This is another teaser. Doesn't really give us much for the story. It's just a bunch of footage and basically a montage of cool-looking shots. What is interesting, though, is it's all in reverse. All the footage is in reverse. So I wonder if that will have something to do with the actual film, the idea of time and, and the time time displacement. That being said, they didn't really reveal anything about the film whatsoever. So it was kind of... I would say kind of an underwhelming trailer. didn't Because you, you would do the teaser trailer to basically announce the film, but then like a decent trailer after that to get people up to speed. But this trailer didn't really do much for me in terms of understanding what this movie even is. And yet another movie that is Spicy Hut filming in Italy because it is a <laughs> country on fire right now for filmmaking. <laughs> Two years in a row, they are keeping it going with the first <laughs> omen. People, everyone's shooting in Rome. Everyone. Oh my god. So hot robe so hot right now. I wonder what the tax break must be there cuz there are so many productions filming in Italy. I'm sure that they wanted to cuz tourism is so important to that economy. They were like we need to get some we need to get this scene on every screen possible to get people more enticed to come to Italy after COVID. All right. How was the new Lisa Frankenstein trailer? I haven't watched it. The new Lisa Frankenstein trailer showed more of the story. It's uh pretty charming and we understand that from watching this trailer that Lisa, after resurrecting this zombie man, 
they end up going on the killing spree, and they're basically it's like kind of like vigilantism are the people they're killing. It's like generally bad, beha- badly behaving men that they're like ki- she's killing and then burying with the help of her Frankenstein. It's like a, it seems like a vigilante <laughs> kind of movie. It's interesting, but it's very funny. It looks All very right. funny. It looks very charming. I didn't know it was going to be vigilante. I thought they were just actually killing people or just being murderers. Oh, yeah. So they're like murdering. Remember that movie Teeth? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that, I think. All right. Where she, she's, she's, she's killing guys that are trying to harass her. <laughs> <laughs> and then we finally, after a long time waiting, we got finally got the full-length trailer for the upcoming new season of True Detective Season 4, Night Country. Starring Jodie Foster. This looks really cool. Great cinematography. Really intriguing looking story. Yeah. And I love anything set in Alaska. It's such an interesting landscape and place. It's like this part of the country that very few people even live in. It's so isolated. So I think that's a fascinating location for any kind of film or TV show. And this trailer really hit the spot. I'm excited for this. It looks like a lot of fun. Really, in a lot of ways, harkening back to the first season, you can tell with symbology, with the intense mystery, with the idea of the questioning of maybe there's supernaturalism whatsoever, but I think that the trailer is very strong. Mm. All right, now Gerard Butler is reprising his How to Train Your Dragon role for the live-action remake. He plays what character in the movie? He plays. So he plays the dad. Okay, he plays and the, the leader of the community. And I think it's so smart to just have him play the guy again because <laughs> he's he's actually he's actually better aged for it now than when he was doing the voice acting for the character. That's a good point. <laughs> and it's like it's Gerard Butler. Who are you gonna do to ca- who are you gonna cast to replace that role? And I mean, then the film is actually being directed by the actual director of the animated film as well, Dean DeBois. So it's like a return. Like it's like they're all coming back together again in a lot of ways. And the lead actor Mason Thames from. The Black Phone is going to be leading the project as the lead. Um, but I think it's a great choice to have Gerard Butler play the role again because he's perfect. And, I mean, he's the right age for it. And it's, it's fucking Gerard Butler. Like, the more the more Gerard, the better. By the way, Janice loves Gerard Butler. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she loves him. <laughs> the accent and the beard. That's her man crush, yeah. <laughs> All right, so going back to the Safties, The Rock actually spoke out about why he's doing a small A24 film because if you remember like the last 10 years he's been talking he's always been talking about you know being the biggest star alive and making the biggest movies possible and just trying to be as successful and and build a huge empire and it seems like he's changing his perspective on what he's doing and so he said in this in this interview Benny wants to create and continues to push the envelope when it comes to stories that are raw and real, characters that are authentic and at times uncomfortable and arresting. And I'm at a point in my career where I want to push myself in ways that I've not pushed myself in the past. I'm at a point in my career where I want to make films that matter, that explore humanity and explore struggle and pain. I want to be clear that it, this is not me abandoning big four quadrant movies. Four quadrant movies are basically movies that can touch all kinds of people. Um, be as successful as possible. And he said, I love making those and there's tremendous value and importance to me in those, but there's a time and place for them. And I'm at this point in my career where I want more. And I don't mean I want more box office. I mean, I want more humanity. And that is why Benny Safdie is the perfect collaborative, hungry partner for me at the moment. I respect that. You know, Dwayne's made a lot of money. He's made a lot of movies that, you know, weren't the most creative and just 
sold a lot of tickets and he built a fortune and he can fly private the rest of his life. <laughs> Why not do some great, more creative projects? I really like this idea. I think he's got a lot of potential. You spent a fortune. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Wolfman news from Blumhouse Universal. Julia Garner, the Golden Globe winner from last year, is set to star opposite Christopher Abbott in Wolfman from Blumhouse, distributed by Universal Pictures, the werewolf, thrill, the, real, the, the werewolf thriller that is being directed by the Invisible Man filmmaker Lee Wannell. Garner will play a mother whose family is being terrorized by a lethal predator. Abbott is playing the father. He's definitely playing the Wolfman, too. <laughs> Great casting. Yeah, they spoiled I, it. They yeah, spoiled. I know. Yeah, right there. They ruined it. <laughs> Sorry, Although, guys. We were just reading the synopsis. The trailer will spoil it, though. <laughs> Julia Garner is a great pick. She's always been such a big TV actor the last five years, so I'm really, really interested in seeing her in a major film. She was in The Assistant, um, but seeing her on a, on a massive film, uh, I think this is a really great choice. She's super talented. And I feel like she fits the period piece. She has like the kind of look that feels like it's a period setting, and it makes sense. You know, some actors just they they have that look where they can be in any century in a way. She looks like someone who hasn't seen a smartphone. Yes, yes. Put her in any time period. She doesn't have smartphone face. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Selfie face. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have some more. It seems like every week we have news from Francis Ford Coppola about Megalopolis. So this time, Francis Ford Coppola announced that the film will actually be releasing sometime in the next few months. He hasn't he hasn't picked a specific date yet, and the studio distributing the film has not selected a date yet. But he said in the next few months. So I expect it in the spring, maybe April. The balls on Coppola to not even give a date to not no trailer yet. Yeah, I think no one knows anything about this movie, and he's like, "Yeah, it'll come out in a couple of months, whatever." <laughs> it comes out when I say it comes out. It'll come out when it comes out. We'll see. <laughs> I am so curious about this film. This is the I think this is the most intriguing movie of 2024. Me too. Right now, I can't think of a movie that that just is more interesting and and confounding and and it makes me more makes me so curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, so curious about this because it's a brilliant concept. It's a Rome never fell, and so Mon, a, yeah, it's a, yeah, the Roman Empire is still a giant technological marvel, and it's it, it flourished as the ages went on. And it's interesting. There's actually some behind the scenes photos people got of the cast and their wardrobe and the hair. It's like it's like modern Roman. It's really interesting. Like Adam Driver has the Caesar cut. But he's got like a modern looking suit. But it has like a the Roman feel to the suit, the cut of it. It's just very interesting. I'm really looking forward to seeing the tone because I think it's fascinating to think of stuff like what if that empire never fell and became a, a Goliath in, in industry and technology and advancement. So I'm so, so curious about that movie. Well, you can say that there's there's ways that they were more advanced than us in back then. Oh, so yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, let's move on to the BAFTA Awards, which are happening on February 18th next month. They have a host, David Tennant, the doctor. The doctor. I've never seen the Baptist, but now I want to watch it because he's hosting. He'll be hosting. This is such a good selection. I think yeah. he's so charismatic and fun. I think he's going like, to destroy the Baptist. I think he's gonna be one of the best hosts I've seen in years, clearly. Yeah, now because, man, I've never seen a BAFTA Awards, but I'm definitely going to put this on my radar. <laughs> All right, next up, speaking of Adam Driver, who's in Megalopolis, Michael Mann spoke out again on Heat 2, saying that they're planning to film in the middle of this year. 
So expect Heat 2 n- next year in 2025 for sure. Hell yeah. And I am just waiting on bated breath to see who else they cast in that movie. I'm just so, I'm so, I can't wait to actually find this out. Now we have some technically Killian Murphy news now. Our final update of the week, which is related to Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. He has revealed that the script for the movie is almost done and that they plan to film it mid this year, 2024. Now, will this be Killian's next movie coming out? Or is he, or is he, in, or is he filming something right now? I'm not sure if he's filming anything right now. I think he might have taken a long time off after Oppenheimer. Because um, I'm so curious what he's going to do next because he's... He's going to be the biggest star. He's the biggest star alive. So it's, it's interesting. I'm on his IMDb guy. right now. Nothing. Trying to see what he's got in production as an actor. And I can't see... He is... Okay, so he has one that's uh that's abandoned, though. He has one in production right now with Tim Mielantis as director who directed a, a bunch of UK movies. That's what he has next coming up with Sarah Hines, Emily Watson, Eileen Walsh. So just a who's who of UK actors, um, Irish actors. Um, oh, man, Killian's going to blow up. Well, it's the same thing with, uh, I was looking at Dominic Sessa's IMDb, but he's the supporting actor in the holdovers. Nothing's been announced. For someone like that, that situation... When someone's about to blow up, he's going to get nominations probably for an Oscar as well. Mm-hmm. The, their agents and management teams, they like to wait to see. Maybe he'll win an award, and if not, he'll at least get a huge amount of press, and then they'll start looking into what's he going to do next, and then they can get huge offers because he'll be so in demand. And so for something like that, he's pro- he and his team have probably been waiting until the end of the award season to move on to his next decision as an actor because he's going to be... He's going to have so many choices as an actor after this Oscar season. I absolutely agree. I absolutely yeah. agree. And that wraps our movie news, and I'm absolutely exhausted. So You look like it, man. Get some sleep. Sorry if, if I sound tired. I'm, I'm rocked. I got to eat something and then pass the F out. We've had a crazy <laughs> couple of days. Tomorrow we're going to be doing a lot of driving and traveling. But it's been a lot of fun. I'll keep you all updated and everything. I had a long day, too. I just you know I just read a book and just chilled with Juno. <laughs> it's been exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> all right but, but uh episodes this week what do we have coming out we have some bangers right oh yeah we got some bangers always schedule because we want to keep you all informed so obviously monday is january 8th and that's an episode that you edited isn't it it is indeed it's going to be oceans trilogy which is a great episode so we broke down the entire oceans trilogy and then wednesday is twilight oh my god it's so funny Twilight was a great episode. It was a great episode. So a couple and, of bangers for you this week, everybody. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to everyone seeing those. All right. Well, that wraps up movie news. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Leave those five-star reviews. Subscribe on YouTube. Like, share with everybody. Word of mouth is the best way for our show to grow. Thank you so much for tuning in and dealing with my exhausted-sounding voice. Anthony, he's holding down the fort in Los Angeles while I'm in the UK. Take care, everybody. See you next time. Thank you for watching Raiders of the Lost podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit the like button as well. Notifications for sure. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And be sure to check out this other content we have on our YouTube channel.